As we get the ML Sports Platter started, a quick word from our great friends over at Bet Online. Folks, football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Head over to the website or use the mobile device uh, to sign up uh, today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus. How about that? 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B L E A V. And uh, hey, it's not just basketball. Bet Online's your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, Olympic coverage, you name it. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, Bet Online is your number one online wagering destination. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet Online, where the game starts. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. What's going on, everybody? Paul Bissonette here from the Spit and Chicklets podcast and now the TNT broadcast. I just want to give everybody a shout out and make sure you tune in to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Go ahead and download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. Stitcher, Deezer, Spotify, Google, you name it. And I uh, really appreciate you spreading the word on that. We are brought to you by our great friends over at Burn Dairy. Make sure you stop by Burn Dairy if you're in and around Central New York. The delicious chocolate milk, the great ice cream, the hot and cold food for lunch and dinner. A great selection of your uh, beer as well. And man, those donuts in the morning kick off your day right with a great, luscious, mouth-watering donut and a coffee at Burn Dairy, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Tip of the cap, thank you as well to our good friends from Welch & Company Jewelers and Camillus Golf Club. Grab your membership today to Camillus Golf Club. Visit CamillusHillsGolfClub.com. And a big tip of the cap, thank you as well to the Swan & Whitaker families as well as the Allen Angus Pub and Brewerton Ace Hardware. All right, let's recap Super Bowl 56. Um, obviously, a lot of layers, as always, as any other NFL game to kind of peel off here. Uh, I wanted to start with this. I thought the Bengals and Rams both, and I'll just go all over the place with this takeaway-wise in, in, in this recap, that the Bengals' defensive line and the Rams' defensive line, they were elite, they were superior the entire game. In fact, I thought that they set the tone uh, in this game as well. The Rams played really, really strong early. They played really, really strong late, and that was enough. Uh, Cooper Cup is Super Bowl MVP. He had one of the elite great uh, seasons, single seasons in, in wide receiver history uh, in this league. Uh, what a performance. Eight receptions, 92 yards, two touchdowns. Big boy players make big boy plays. Um, Cooper Cup did so. Aaron Donald could have easily been the MVP or a co-MVP with Cup uh, in this game. He had a couple of sacks. He was unblockable in the in the second half as the game went on. Um you know, I thought Cincinnati had a real shot at this thing when Odell Beckham Jr. went down, and you could see a lot of the momentum happening uh, in the third quarter, right? Like they outscored the Rams ten to three. They had the lead twenty, um, 
20 to 13, 20 to 16, and then and then the Rams got that huge fourth quarter drive, really for the only points uh, in that quarter. But you know Higgins, he got the 75 yard touchdown pass, courtesy of you know ripping the face mask to the side of Jalen Ramsey. Um, and, and I know a lot of people complain at the end of the game about the Rams and the holds and all this stuff, but you know at Cooper Cup, his route running it kind of forced the hands on the back and it forced a couple of, ha- of holds. I'm not saying I agree with all of them, but I don't think that those holds were the reason why the Bengals lost the game. I mean, what about Boyd's third down drop? I mean, that was a huge drop. Bengals made a lot of mistakes in this game. Um, I thought Joe Burrow, you know, the QBR wasn't that great. The rating was okay. Um, but 22 of 33 for 263 and a touchdown. He did not have an interception. He did not fumble the football. He was absolutely popped and rocked, and that's what the Bengals. The Bengals need to literally go in the offensive line, uh, go in the draft, and literally draft all offensive linemen for like the first three or four rounds. I'm serious because this offensive line is one of the more. And I understand the Rams' defense is terrific, but this has been happening repeatedly, no matter what. The Rams' defense is elite. It's better than the Titans, and the Titans got nine sacks on those dudes, and the Rams gave them seven. That's 16 sacks in two games, and that's not even counting all the other playoff games, not even counting the regular season, how poorly they played. And the Bengals and Zach Taylor and company, I give them credit because they hung in there. It felt like they were going to win. The tide was turning when Beckham was out. Um, They got a huge break with the touchdown. Burrow was getting rid of the ball a ton uh, and very, very quickly. Um, but it just wasn't enough. And, you know, the Rams needed that one drive, and they got it. Now, Matt Stafford... I've said this a bunch of times, and you know, people coming at me at Twitter, on Twitter, and all this other stuff. You know, get out of here with with, with arguing about this. Matt Stafford, did he have a great postseason for the most part? Absolutely. Is he a really, really good to great quarterback? Absolutely. Is he a Hall of Fame quarterback now with a ring? Very possibly. But Matt Stafford is more Brett Favre than he is Tom Brady. You know, he's more Fran Tarkenton, you know, than he is. Uh, uh, Johnny Unitas, you know, he, he is a risk reward, you know, backyard Farvian kind of flair, um, with his game. And listen, the Rams wouldn't have won the Super Bowl if they didn't get him. We know how important Von Miller was and OBJ was, but they did, they needed a quarterback. They got a significant upgrade at quarterback. They went from risk only with Jared Goff to risk reward with Matt Stafford. He threw two touchdowns or excuse me, two interceptions, but he threw three touchdowns. That's the Matt Stafford you get. And the Matt Stafford that the Rams got was really, really good. And he obviously won a Super Bowl championship. But if you think for a second that Matt Matt Stafford led the NFL in interceptions this year, if you think for a second that, you know, Matt Stafford doesn't throw picks and you, 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 you shouldn't worry about him in the fourth quarter, you're crazy. You know, for every great play, he can throw a pick and vice versa. That's his game. I give him credit. He takes chances. He does it. What about the pick that was dropped in 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 in, uh, in the NFC title game? I mean, come on. So he's done this his, his whole career. He did it in Detroit. Fourth quarter, uh, terrible picks. Uh, granted, he was throwing to not Cooper Cup and, 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 and OBJ and company. Um, but this Rams team, you know what? They fought the entire year, if you think about it, right? Like the OBJ injury in the Super Bowl, the Robert Woods injury early in the year. They had secondary problems galore, right? And that's what caused Sean McVay, you know, to to call uh, Eric Weddle. Be like, hey, man, you know, I know you're 37 and retire, but why don't you come off the couch and 
Come play for us. Boom. Super Bowl champ, right? What a story. Um, they fought, you know, and they had to go to Tampa Bay in the playoffs and win um, in order to get here. So there were just a lot of things. Higby going down. There's a lot of things going on with the Rams this year that they fought, they fought, they fought, they fought, and they ended up getting to the top um, of the football mountain. A um, couple other quick things to note, and then I'm going to talk a little about where these two teams go from here. Um, you know, I, I I said in the beginning of of, of the game, uh, you know, with, with a video pre, pre-Super Bowl that I really felt that Odell Beckham Jr. was the X factor for this football game. And he proved me right not once but twice. The first time was when he got in the end zone with a touchdown and he was basically unguardable. I mean, he had two catches for 52 yards and a touchdown. He was all over the field. They couldn't fi- get in, you know, find an answer for him on the Cincinnati defense in the secondary. All the different packages, all the different things, all the different looks that the Rams present to you. And Odell Beckham Jr. had a field day. And then he went down. And that was one of the turning points of the game, really. Because at that moment, the Rams' offense really, really, really looked like it was stalling. And Cincinnati kind of had it in, in their grasp, right? I mean, they... They were, they were confident. They got the big break on the Higgins 75-yard touchdown. Uh, Beckham is out. I mean, it, 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 was, it started to feel like a Cincinnati win. And, you know, when Beckham was out, because the offense stalled, you were like, okay, yeah, that, he is the X factor here, right? Uh, now, late in the game, the Rams knew that they were going to go to Cooper Cup, right? They knew it. The Bengals knew it. You and I knew it. I don't know what the ratings were, but the countless millions of people around the world watching the Super Bowl knew it. And the Bengals still couldn't stop Cooper Cup. He is an elite route runner. His footwork is off the charts. He's got incredible, incredible hands. And he was unstoppable uh, in this football game. He didn't even, he didn't even reach an 100-yard game, but he was everywhere. And many times when Cup didn't catch the ball, he was impacting the game because of the route he was running. He had an 11-yard touchdown pass from Matt Stafford to make it 13-3 Rams. And then he had, you know, the one-yard pass from Stafford that was incredible, 23-20, to uh, which was the 15-play, 79-yard drive with 448 left to go. And, and you know what? A lot of drama in the second half. It was a really good Super Bowl. It wasn't great. It wasn't elite. It wasn't all-time. It was a really, really good Super Bowl. Drama-filled. Uh, missed calls, calls that maybe shouldn't have happened, elite talent on each side, Hall of Fame players uh, in the making, Hall of Fame stamped for Aaron Donald before this game. Now he has a Super Bowl. Now he just keeps rising uh, historically. But, you know, the Rams needed that one drive, and they got it. And they and they, they were going to keep going to Cup. Everybody knew it. You, me, Bengals, Rams, all the viewers, you know, and they just kept bing, 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 bing. And I'll tell you what. Now we look at where these two teams go from here. If I'm the Cincinnati Bengals, and I'm going to start with them, if I'm going to, if if I'm the Cincinnati Bengals, I am absolutely going to the offensive line, uh, a bunch of times in the in the NFL draft. There's no other way to say it. Okay, that's my first priority. Um, even in free agency, you got to go get. I would say you got to go get at least a tackle, two tackles, and a guard, um, and, and just build that offensive line somehow, some way. Maybe with new guys, uh, 
you know, and 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 some depth pieces. However, however they do it, they've got to improve that offensive line. I mean, they really do. Um, you know, Riley Reef is a seven point five million dollar cap casualty. Maybe you just say no thanks. You know, the left tackle. I mean, I don't know. I don't think he's worth it. Um, but you, you, if you're going to sign him, you know, I don't even know what the cap situation is for the Bengals, but. Um, they do have obviously a lot of a lot of free agents, um, a ton of free agents. Um, you know, is he worth? If I don't think he's going to come back for what he made last year, um, he'll want more. Everybody wants more, but you know, do you try to work a smaller deal with him? Uh, if you can't let him go, you're going to have to restructure and build this offensive line anyway. Um, don't know if that's that big of a deal. Um, Uzoma's an interesting case here, the tight end. Uh, he's 6.1 against the cap. When I look at that offense and I look at Higgins, Boyd, and Jamar Chase, I don't need Ozoma on the team at 6.1. If I can get him for a few million, okay. But if not, see you, let him walk. And then there's just a bunch of other guys um, on, on the roster. Um, you know, Quentin Spain, is he worth bringing back if you can get him at 1.1 again, right? Uh, if I'm the Cincinnati Bengals, my defensive priorities – it's really simple. I'm looking at linebacker in the draft. I'm going to try to re-sign B.J. Hill, who's going to ask for a ton more. He only made a million bucks against the cap, right, in 2020. Well, guess what, 2021? I mean, I remember when they traded for B.J. Hill and it was like, oh, who's this guy? And all he proceeded to do was dominate in the postseason, pick off Patty Mahomes. I would make it a priority. Now, he's going to ask for a lot of money, and so you got to be careful there. They still have bookend DNs and, and Sam Hubbard on, on on contract, right? Trey Hendrickson. They've got they've got their DNs, you know, bookend DNs um here uh for next year. Uh and by the way, Hubbard in this game, eight tackles, five were solo, you know. Uh Trey Hendrickson, two tackles, one solo, one sack. I mean, the 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 Bengals front is is terrific. So if you can get B.J. Hill, great. If not, you know, if he's going to want six, seven, eight million dollars, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think that's going to be awfully hard, you know, to to accept. I mean, are you going to sign him and then cut like a ton of other guys to make room for him? I, I don't know. You know, maybe you try to go find a D tackle in the draft, right? Maybe that's a priority. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Quentin Spain, I already mentioned. Um, Eli Apple at corner. Uh, Eli Apple is an interesting case in point. $1.2 million uh, against the hit, against the cap in 2021. Again, it's just like all these other players on this team and many other teams around the NFL. If you can get him for the right price, you keep him. But if Eli Apple is going to go out and get $8, $9, $10, 12000000 million, I don't know if that's going to be worth it for the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, here's, here's a thought. If... I mean, he's already playing for a winner. It's a team that went to the Super Bowl. But if you can get him at the right price and you can cut other people and make room for him under the cap, which is going to be extremely hard and prorate his contract to pay him a little bit this this upcoming season and then two, three, four years down the line when the cap rises, I'm looking at Western New York. I mean, wouldn't Eli Apple be a tremendous fit for the Buffalo Bills? They're not going to get Trey White back until like October, November. Uh, Levi Wallace is an impending free agent. What if they can't bring him back? He's going to command a ton of money. He and Apple are going to be probably commanding 
uh, similar money. Um, you know, he would be some kind of fit. He would be a, an already established presence as opposed to let's go, you know, crapshoot it in the draft and hope that somebody is a superstar uh, to the effect of an Eric Stokes or a Patrick Sertan or somebody like that. He would be great in Buffalo. Um, again, probably too expensive in Western New York because the bills are right up against it too. Um, and even if they cut people, they're going to have to shift that money uh, to other players. I mean, Stefan Diggs's contract is going to be uh, need to be restructured and all the rest. So um, let, let's see what we have here uh, with, with Eli Apple moving forward. But I would make it a major priority to re-sign, if you can, at the right price, defensively, B.J. Hill and Eli Apple. Go out and get line, you know, linebackers. Maybe a D tackle if you can't get B Hill, B J Hill in the, uh, you know, right right from the draft. And then offensive line wise, I think you go and you get, um, you know, guys in the draft. I, I don't really know enough about some of these other role players, uh, you know. But you've got a lot of guys who I just I look at like, eh, you know, type of players who you probably don't need to bring back. Um, you know, for example. Um, you look at a Vernon Hargraves, solid corner at $2 million, but if he wants five, eh. You know, like Ricardo Allen at free safety, like do you bring him back? See, the Bengals the Bengals had had it really, really going this year because they had Burrow still under his rookie contract. And you look at all of these guys and all of these role players, $1.1 million, $1 million, $1.4, $1.6, you know, um, I mean, my goodness, you know, like Eli Apple, who ended up being one of the most important defensive players, and B.J. Hill, made a combined $1.3 or $2.3 million this year. And that that's, that's savings right there, right? So let's see what happens with the Bengals. They're going to be heard from again. There's no question about it. This is a really, really good team. They've got the... Um, you know they've got the they've got the quarterback they've got the number one star wide receiver they've got you know bookend defensive uh, ends um, I, I I think this team's going to be you know you're going to hear from them for a while okay I don't know if they'll get back to the Super Bowl next year but it'd be hard for me to bet against Joe Burrow you know getting back somehow he, I mean he's that good he he really is and by the way these quarterbacks in the Super Bowl Matt Stafford Joe Burrow I thought for sure they were going down right I really did I thought for sure. Uh, that they were going down. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, before I get to the Rams situation in terms of free agents and the like, I have a quick, quick message from our great, great friends over at NordVPN. What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you're online. And with all the threats that you face today on the Internet, it is more important than ever to be sure they have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either, and plans start at under 4 bucks a month. What a deal. Hey, grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan, plus one additional month full free. That's right, full free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Go get it. Again, you can visit nordvpn.com slash believe 
That's B-L-E-A-V, and uh, you can use the code BELIEVE uh, as well. B-L-E-A-V, that's B-L-E-A-V. Um, Rams free agents, uh, as we look at their future, right? You have a couple of biggies. You have Von Miller. You have um, Beckham Jr. We don't know what his, as I record this, I don't know what his injury status is. Those are a couple big ones. Sony Michelle at running back, you know, they got him. They traded for him when Akers went down for a bag of peanuts um, from the Patriots, and it really, really worked out. But is he, I mean, a $2.4 million player, is he, if he wants four or five, you just don't bring him back. You can find another running back. Um, Beckham Jr. is interesting, okay, because, you know, his his cap status against the cap, it only costs the Rams 1.2 and change. He's probably going to want a bunch more money. That's going to be hard if they're up against the cap. Von Miller, obviously a great player. They'd love to have him back. It was a $19 million cap hit this year. So, you know, and he's 30, for as good as, for as great as he still is, you know, he, he'll be 33 uh, pretty soon. Do you bring him back on, you know, a, a couple of year deal and, and try to work the money around? Um, I would like to think that they, they would try to keep that defensive line together because of how just unbelievable Floyd, Miller, and Donald were this year. Um, I think that they need some help in the secondary and in the middle of the field as well. Their linebackers are weak, much like the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, you know, I, I don't know uh, Okoronkwo. Ork I have a hell of a time pronouncing that name. He only made 683000 and change against the cap this year. Uh, if you can get him back at, a, at the right price, you get depth pieces, right? You can get, um, you know, some, some guys in there. Uh, Troy Reader, you know, I don't, Will Compton, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know how effective, I don't know enough about these guys. You have Matt Gay, who's a really good kicker. He's a free agent. I would probably want to try and lock him up. Um, he was making 762500 <laughs> Pretty, pretty, uh, Pretty good savings there. Um, so that's kind of where we're at. I mean, with, with the Rams, that's who I would look to. But other than like Von Miller and Beckham Jr., you know, and Matt Gay, um, you know, you look at everybody else and, you know, is everybody worth it, right? Like Darius Williams at corner, he made 4.7 plus against the cap this year. He's going to want probably five and a half to seven. Is that, is, I mean, is he worth it? Or do you go pluck a corner in the draft? You know, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Um, but that's the world of the NFL. We'll see where the money shifts. We'll see where the money goes. And um, should be a lot of fun here in the offseason, the draft and all the rest. Really, really good stuff and fun to follow. Uh, the ML Sports Platter is brought to you by the Al and Angus Pub, home of the best star in Angus Burger in town. If you're in and around central New York, get on over to the Al and Angus Pub. What a terrific, terrific, terrific place. Great burgers and wraps, awesome entrees, homemade soups and salads. It's all there. Great beers on tap before and after all the big events in Central New York. Q Soups, Crunch Hockey, all your shows. They just had an auto show downtown. Uh, stop before and after and grab a bite to eat and a beverage. We're also presented by Brewerton Ace Hardware, Camillus Golf Club, our good friends over at the Vince Aguera Consulting Group and your State Farm agent, Matt Graham. Log on to SyracuseInsuranceAgent.com today. That's SyracuseInsuranceAgent.com and get a free rate quote today from Matt Graham, your State Farm agent. If you're in and around 
the great city of New York, home auto, life, business, you name it, he's got the insurance plan for you. Hit me on Twitter, at Mike L Sports. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks, that's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.